0: You do not have to suffer silently or alone. 1212 Ministries has resources available to your church so that you can get plugged in and find community. No matter what stage of this journey you're in, we want to equip the church to come alongside of you and support you as you navigate this season. Please reach out to 1212 Ministries to learn more about how your church can get connected.
1: You were made for more and created for such a time as this. Whether you are a mother or not, Who you are and whose you are is completely wrapped up in God and not the positions or possessions of this world. Welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. I'm Nicole, serial entrepreneur, dream catcher, and founder of 1212 Ministries. Hey, and
2: I'm Holly. I'm a mom and a wife and a woman that wants to walk alongside other women struggling through infertility and finding their identity as a mom. God is calling out to your purpose beyond motherhood, and we're holding the microphone so that you can hear it loud and clear. You are here for purpose and on purpose. Together, we can make a difference when we show up and view our puzzle pieces through the lens of Christ. Are we
1: live? Oh, we're live. Yes, we're live. My friends. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. We just have a really special episode for you today. So number one, we're live, which is awesome. Hey, Holly. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so Holly's here. And so we have a really, really special, special, special guest, Melissa Vandekeef from Living in the Weight. She is my homegirl. We just love her so, so, so much. Um, she's just been a blessing to 1212 Ministries. Also, she is a special guest for Refined. That is happening April 29th. So Melissa, hey, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hello. Thanks for having me. The love comes right back to you, Nicole, for everything you're doing as well. So,
1: Appreciate you, friend, so much. And so yeah, we're just going to have just a conversation about living in the weight. Um, We all have had a story of living in the weight. It is challenging. It's not easy. Um, it's not fun, you know, all of the things. And so I just would love to just kick us off really quick. And then I know Holly will jump into with a question. But Melissa, how do we wait? Well, how on mm-hmm. earth? Do you... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I I got so excited, you guys. Hold on. I'm sorry. Time out. Melissa, tell yeah. us about you. Can you before oh. we get started? Please tell everybody about you. I'm sorry, you guys, because I'm acting like you guys all know Melissa, like I know Melissa. And I'm sorry. Nope.
0: (laughs) No. Well, hey, we want to get to the meat of things, right? Talk about waiting. So
2: (laughs) There's zero judgment in this place. Let's just establish that now.
0: Okay. I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love that. So no, the, I'm going to keep it short because I want to get into what you were just talking about. So like Nicole said, my name is Melissa. Uh, I'm the founder of Living the Weight, which really is an organization that I started due to a season of waiting that I navigated. And what ended up happening was I was crying out to God and just asking him like, Hey, how do I continue living while waiting for my heart's desire? Uh, and he said, I want you to live in the wait. Mm. And that was really where this whole concept really began, this uh, ministry. I mean, I think it's really kind of evolved. uh, My book that I talk about in it as well, Um, it all revolves around this concept of waiting, the fact that we all experience waiting, right? The topic, the theme, the length of time might be different, but let's be honest with ourselves, we all navigate some time in our life where we have something that we want to come into our life, we're hoping for something, we're expecting something to be happening in our life, but it's not. And so that's what happens then we're waiting, right? We're stuck in this in-between time. And really for me, what, what kind of happened was I was like, how how do I navigate that time? And I realized that there had to be a better way to navigate the wait because how I was navigating it before hmm. I really had this moment was I was just bitter, angry frustrated, you name it. I was just the shell of a person of who I was. And I knew there had to be a better way. There had to be a better way. And so that's just really kind of where things got started with, with me and a little bit kind of about myself. Awesome.
1: Thank you for sharing. Yes. Yeah. So good.
0: So, yeah. Well, to go to your question then you said, how do we wait? Well, (laughs) right. (laughs) This is great. Let's go back to that. Maybe, um, you know, and I think, I think the first thing is just acknowledging that it is hard, right. That it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, and it's going to be difficult. I think so many times we try to push that under or dismiss or deny the fact that we are going through a difficult time. And I feel like waiting the majority of the time is pretty difficult because we are as human beings, we want everything so instantly, right like yes. you think of it, we've got instagram instapot express links fast food i mean everything yeah. is most of the time is kind of at our fingertips and so when all of a sudden we are forced mm. uh, to wait for something that we actually truly want right that can be a multitude of things we don't know how to do it because we haven't really been trained or experienced to actually you know what does that look like to wait and how do
2: we use that time
0: productively because we typically don't have to, right? I mean, I don't know about you yes. guys, but you can kind of relate to that maybe. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. It's not something our society is used to at all and anything really. So it's, no, yeah, especially with something like fertility, just the, the personal aspect of it is just like so gut-wrenching. Like I don't, It's just hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's a loss. You know, I I feel like the heart of what makes it so difficult is it's a loss of control. And I feel I don't know about you guys, but I love control. I feel like most of us (laughs) do, you know. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. That's what mm -hmm. (laughs) amen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I and I think the reason is is there's so much safety in it, right? I think we think there's safety. Yeah. This perceived safety and being in control and having control you know doesn't require us to be vulnerable. And so when all of a sudden we are feel like things are out of control or not in our control, it just it's uncomfortable, we feel vulnerable. You know, we don't feel safe anymore because we're like, wait, I thought I could control this and now I can't. Yes. So, that, I think yeah,
2: preach it girl. I feel like that's something that <laughs> Nicole and I just come back to is just that with infertility, that illusion of control. Like when you have your set regimen of like, take this shot on this day at this time, every day for three weeks or whatever. And then you're like, oh, I've got my hands on this. Like, this is me making this happen. No, it's not. You're like taking the steps, but like the Lord's still going to require you to go through it his way, mm-hmm. which is very mm-hmm. humbling for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's just very, it's just a difficult space to be in, but I think that's where if we can understand that there is a different way to navigate it that we do have some control right the control we have is really kind of that mindset or how we choose to use that time differently maybe it's instead of becoming bitter we've all probably heard that you know let's give better not or get better not bitter mm, yeah. um and how how can we kind of navigate that? And, and what I talk about in my book, and I just this is my book here, oh, um, and yes. living in the weight. uh, re- I talk about seven seven truths is what I really call them, um, that I kind of use as a guide for people to say these are maybe things you can do because of because I feel like. Um, maybe as women, even as society, we like to do things. We like to fix things. When something is wrong or isn't going according to plan, we go into fix mode. Well, what can I do to fix it? And sometimes, like you just said, Holly, that that fixing isn't within our control. Mm-hmm. You know God is the one that's orchestrating that. So I feel like what's important is focusing on maybe what we can do, and these aren't necessarily to get you to your outcome. Right. Mm -hmm. These can't I I can't guarantee that doing these things are going to help you get to your outcome, but I can guarantee that this is going to help you navigate that time better where it can help you grow, whether it's with yourself, others, your relationship with God. It will change your perspective on that time. um, And I feel like that's that's valuable because that's your life. Right, how we work through that time mm-hmm. can really set us up for future things um, as well. So I'll just go through them really quick. I use the acronym waiting in my book is what I use, and I can even let me see if I can pull. You won't be able to see it when I show it here, but in my book, I've got it set up like this. Um, and you, once you read the book, you kind of see why I have a tree. There's a lot of symbolism in there, um, but really, it's it's waiting. So I have worship, hmm. acceptance, um, investigate, trust. Um, get my words right intentional new and generosity those are the seven mm, truths good. that i have and and i feel like worship is a is pretty self-explanatory mm-hmm. um but you can worship and listen to music and praise god and i know that that's really difficult to do when you don't really feel like being happy right because mm-hmm. i feel like we're we're blaming him that this thing isn't in our life.
2: Hmm.
1: But I
0: feel like that's the very reason we need to worship. Yes. Right. Because yeah. it it's a, di- it's a different type of worship when you are in that position where you are so vulnerable and you're still saying, God, I'm going to praise you and I'm going to thank you. And I'm going to love you even right now where I don't have this thing. I have this, this emptiness, maybe from this hole of my desire, It changes your relationship with him. It changes you, your heart. And so, like I said, these things aren't necessarily to to instantly get what you want. That's all up to Jesus. But it helps you navigate that time differently where it can still be fulfilling and and fruitful for you during that time.
2: How I'm like thinking, I'm like, how and in what time frame did you come up with these? Because I feel like it's such a process of Mm -hmm. like processing through and being okay with like worshiping through the pain and accept like, how, how long did it take you to make this? Yeah, that's a really good question. And
0: so really until I had my moment really where I came to God and I was just like, how do I navigate this time differently? That was a two and a half year process. Okay. Okay. So that was not instant. Okay. We're talking about going through life two and a half years why God, why are you allowing this to happen? Why God, if you can take this away, why aren't you? Like a lot of questioning, I mean, I was, I'm not usually a very angry person, but I was becoming that, right? Like that's what was happening to be out of my frustration um, and trying to control the situation. And after that time, that's really where he continued to work on my understanding of what it means to wait and how to use that Mm. time differently and how to see that time differently Um, and kind of see it, I think, from him, his understanding of how he wants to use that time Right. That's and great. so I mean that was a whole nother process of I mean, what, a couple more years, I think, of really refining that mm. um, in my life. I'm not saying it's easy. Okay. I'm not over mm. here saying, Oh, I'm just like, oh, I'm waiting. Okay, I'll just pull my book out and I'll just do what I need to do. <laughs> oh
2: my goodness. You know? Yes. Yep.
0: I still have all those questions, but I I really do feel like when that time comes, because I have had multiple other themes of waiting since my initial mm. initial one, which was become a mom, so many more. Um, I have been able to use that in that time, yes, it's still been painful. I would I cannot say it hasn't been, but it has still been, it has still allowed me to grow as a person and deepen my relationships and develop my character and mm. my skills. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, I, I've been through waiting. This is how I now need to navigate it. And it really has helped me. Like I said, it doesn't take away the pain. It right. did instantly get my result, but it helped me work through that time to be more fulfilling and to be, like I said, almost uh, just better. That's the best way I can say it. Yes. To have a better experience through something that's difficult.
2: Yes, I think it's nice to hear someone else talk about it and not because I think mine, my, my time frame was five and a half years, but it was like I felt like every year the Lord would be like, okay, we're going to work on this now. And I'd be like, I don't want to work on that. I, <laughs> I don't want to do that. And then I totally like the worship one alone just really resonates in my mind because I think about that song, This is How I Fight My Battles. And I remember oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like blaring that song when I was pregnant with our daughter and they had told us this stuff about her health that wasn't accurate, but we didn't know. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's it's listening to someone else talk through their steps and realizing you weren't the only one, but you look at you, what you made with your time is amazing. Mm. Where can we buy this book? (laughs) (laughs) I like, I'm thinking of like five girls I want to order this for.
0: Oh yeah. Well, it's available on Amazon. So you just would, you know, search for for living in the weight. Um, and I do have a guide too that I, um, you can download for free that I have involved. That it's kind of talk through some of that a little bit further and dig deeper, right? And really reflect on yourself about maybe what is it that's stopping you from looking at that time differently, or you know, okay. looking to find acceptance or. And that's a big piece, I think, of waiting is acceptance. And um, I'll say it really quick. Acceptance is not being okay with what's happening. Acceptance is not that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought that's what it was. And the more I learned about it, it was like, well, I'm never going to be okay with navigating infertility. I'll never be okay with it. But it's saying, okay, I'm not okay with what's going on, but I can still move forward right? Mm-hmm. And say that yeah. this is happening in my life, but what can I do to move forward to find acceptance and say, okay. And that kind of goes back to finding that growth or working through our mindset. Um, I think that's an important part of acceptance. Cause I think often we think, well, I have to be okay with what's going on and you don't have to, and you can still come that's to good. a point of acceptance of saying, this is part of my story. I do not like it. I will never like it, but what can I do to you know, for me, it was often of how do I use my story for his glory? Right. I think when you kind of shift that, that can just, it just gives you a different perspective on that time, I Mm -hmm. think in that situation. Um, but like, like I said, I'm not saying it won't be pain-free or frustrating or void of any of that. That is unfortunately a part of life, right? Like that is life, Um, but what can we do differently? Right. To make it a better experience.
1: It's good. Melissa, so so good. Okay, I have two two quick questions. Uh, One, because Holly and I we talk about our husbands, you know, Mm. quite a bit, and just would love to kind of hear. Because two, we hear, you know, from the twelve twelve ministry side, a lot of people ask like, hey my spouse and I, we either are on the same page or we're not on the same page. How do I support my husband? You know, just like so many questions in, you know, in that, that marriage circle. And so how did you and your husband kind of navigate that weight? Mm
0: -hmm. No, that's a great question. And, and I would say this, I feel like it was different depending upon the topic of our weight. Um, And I I say that because I feel like, and that's maybe a good thing to keep in mind that each weight might be navigated differently. You might um, come together differently because that topic or theme might hit each of you differently, right? Whether that's based upon your past or your experiences or life. Um, and, And how I say that is this, when we were going through infertility, I remember my husband said at the very beginning, he said, we, we are going <laughs> through this. I know. <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. It was, Um. It, and it what? it set the tone, right? It really, uh, yes. truly set the tone yeah. that it wasn't just me. I mean, because oftentimes we just assume it's the woman, uh, right? Yeah. And, and carry, you know, you feel the shame and this burden, Um. but he did, he said that from the very beginning. He was like this, it's, it's we. Right, we are going through this. So that really, really helped me. But even within that, we did have to navigate um, an understanding of I'm a talker, right, based upon my personality. He's a little more introverted and needs some more quiet space. So we had to even kind of navigate well, how long can we talk about this topic at one sitting? Okay, for me, I could probably go for hours talking about it. And he was kind of like, we need to set a limit, right? Because then I get too overwhelmed or exhausted or just burnt out. Um, so I think a lot of it is having that communication with each other to just say, how long do you want to talk about this? Even set a timer if you have to, right? Like to, to accept and follow those boundaries that each of you might have, um, I think is important. It's, it's hard. I'm not gonna say it's hard because your emotions are so high. Um, you feel, you know, a lot of state, there's so much at stake. Mm. We feel like when we're navigating that it can often be put on the back burner to kind of say, how do you want to navigate this? This is what I want to do. Okay. Maybe we can come to the middle, find a space to, to kind of work on it based upon our personalities.
1: So good. Yeah. For real.
0: It's hard though. Either way. I mean, it's right. It's like, I remember thinking to myself, I was like, these are conversations that I just feel like people should never have to have, right? Like, The questions you asked, I mean, the questions I asked myself, the questions I asked about of my spouse, you know, things you had to think about, it was just like, this just doesn't seem real, right? The thoughts you had to think about and and discuss. And I remember that just being really hard, even trying to find that acceptance of I'm really having this conversation right now. And it just feels wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Because you just never thought you'd have to talk about that stuff, you know?
2: Yes, absolutely. I think about like standing at the altar and if the Lord would have showed us like a flash of like everything that I would have been like, are you sure we can handle that? And he'd be like, yes, keep going. (laughs) Like, just got to go. Yeah. But that, I mean, it's such a, yeah, marriage is the most, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I, yeah, I don't know what I would have done without John and Jesus. I would have been like, I quit.
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh, I know. I I don't know what I would have done either. It was just like, yeah, (laughs) I would have quit a long time ago with some of that. (laughs) Yeah. It's just. Yeah. And you just never know. And that's uh, I mean, that's where I just like I can't I couldn't do any of that without, like you said, with Jesus, for sure, like Mm -hmm. guiding me, making me feel like I'm not alone, comforting me, Mm -hmm. um, reassuring me that, hey, I'm still here. Right. And uh, oh, yeah, I could have never done that.
1: (laughs) And so and and what did yeah, and what did community look like for you during Mm -hmm. that season? It's a good question.
0: Yeah. Really good question. You know, for me, it was, um, I always find that it's important when you, for me, right. I'm, I'm more of an extrovert, extrovert, but sharing my story, I mm-hmm. found so much power, but I found so much community in that where I felt like if I want to shared, I didn't have to share every detail, but I felt like when I finally opened up about what was really going on, I felt, felt like the community kind of came to me in a way because they, I had people say, oh yeah, well, we, we went through something similar or we had another experience that we navigated. Um, and so I felt like it opened up the opportunity for community. I still searched out that myself. Um, and I did find a lot of it online. Like, I mean, I found you, Nicole, um, Mm -hmm. when we first kind of were going through it. So I feel like there are good communities online to find. Um, but I felt like when I, the way I had that community happen was when I, was willing to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and say, this is what we're going through. Like I said, you don't have to share every detail, but then you have people that just naturally come Mm. around you and support you and cover you with love and prayer that I felt like we wouldn't have had that if if I would have just said, well, how are, you know, people say, well, how are you doing? What's going on? Oh, I'm great. You know, nothing, (laughs) nothing's going (laughs) on. It's just been, you know, (laughs) two years and we're still not, you know, we're still not pregnant. Right. Like, I mean, if we went and talked about some of that and I feel like, I just feel like those are so important conversations to have as human beings of being vulnerable. You don't have to share everything. Okay. You don't have to share every detail, but just saying like, Hey, we're going through a tough time to start our family. It just opens up that relatability, that connection that I just feel like we don't have. Otherwise when we just say, Oh, I'm good. Everything's great. Mm -hmm. You know, majority of my life is not. Okay. So, (laughs) I mean, we, you know, we put on a brave face, but I would say this I I think you have to find the people that you feel safe with to share some of those things. Maybe you can go deeper um, with certain people in your life and being like, okay, these are the people I can share these things with. Maybe this community, I can only share this much, but find at least one safe person. Because if you can find one person, I think that just truly helps to make a difference. doesn't take it away, right? It's not about taking it away or fixing it, but just guiding and and making you feel seen and heard during a very difficult time. So good.
1: Right? I know. I felt that when when you said safe, I was like, yes, that is it right there. You know, like find a place or a space where you can feel safe to share what's going on with you. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Melissa, yep. Well, we just adore you. You're so amazing. So really quick before, you. before we wrap up, can you just tell, I know you talked about your book a little bit, but um, maybe share just like, how can people find you online? How can they get connected with you? Yeah, you can find me on social media
0: at Living in the Weight. That's my social media handle. Or you can go to livingintheweight.com is my website. Or you can go to Amazon too if you are interested in this book. Um, Picking that up, you can go to uh, just Amazon and search Living in the Weight. It's available there uh, for you to get a copy as well. So those are a couple different ways. I love to connect with anybody who's listening to this today. Um, It's just something I'm very passionate about because I feel like so many people, when you're in that season, you just, you need to, what we just said, feel safe, feel seen and heard. And there are people like 1212 Ministries and, and what I'm doing as well to help people feel that way. So, so reach out, I would say for anybody watching today. Yeah, I love
1: that. Melissa, thank you so much. So you guys, A quick reminder, Refined is happening April 29th. Melissa, she is one of our amazing, you know, special guest speakers. She's sharing a bit more of her story. And we are also giving away two copies of her books. So make sure that you're there so you can try to win. Because I know we all want a copy of her book. But Melissa, we are so grateful for you.
0: Oh, Same to you guys. Thank you for everything you're doing. And thanks for our chat today. So nice to meet you. You too, Holly. (laughs) Well, I hope we get to do it again soon.
1: I hope so too. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. We will see you next week.